This is the Blatcast, a sometimes fast-paced but usually meandering look at the world. So kick back, get ready for quite possibly the longest one hour to perhaps the shortest two hours and 56 minutes of your life. And now, here's Christian Blatt. Welcome to the Blattcast. Very excited, very festive to be here for a conversation on the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. It is also a combination uh, tree lighting. For those of our video listeners, <laughs> and uh, we'll get going in a moment, as always. I am Christian Blatt, and joined for today by the one, the only, El Sassy Pants herself. Katie, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. How you doing, Christian? <laughs> so again, I can't hear you guys. I can hear okay. you a second ago. <laughs> Yay! All right. We well, can hear you, we though. Uh, so uh, there's Katie. There's Michael Shirley. And there's Eric Connor. Uh, I'll pop out. Katie, let us know what you thought of the Guardians Christmas special. I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I thought it was like, uh, we finally, you know, brought back the Christmas special editions, which, you know, we don't seem to see unless it's a Doctor Who episode or something. It was fun. It was whimsical. Was it my all-time favorite? Uh, but it was good. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> uh, Eric, Michael, what'd you guys think about it? Michael, I'll defer to you, boss. Yeah? I want to hear Michael Shirley. I like, mean, I, I was like almost not allowed on the show today because Christian wasn't quite sure what I thought about it. And he told me he didn't want me to rain on his parade. <laughs> so he was like, like, let me know after you've watched it. What do you think? And I mean, I've got to say it's my favorite presentation of the Guardians so far. Yeah, I know. Wow, I know. that's why you let Michael Shirley talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, really uh, surprising even for me. I've never been a huge Guardians fan. Uh, I've never been a huge Kevin Bacon fan. But just somehow, it's all just like, works together. Uh, Mantis is probably my favorite, and this was really Mantis heavy. Uh, and it also gave me the chance to remember um, why I hate Billy Corgan. So oh. that's always fun to remember. <laughs> so okay, uh, can you can you tell us why you hate Billy Corgan, especially here? <laughs> uh, to make a long story short, I saw Billy Corgan in the Smashing Pumpkins in '95. I was ten years old. Opening for them was Garbage, my favorite uh -huh. band. Uh, it's still to this day my favorite band. Garbage came out, did their thing. They were amazing. Billy Corgan and the Smashing Pumpkins come out and they get like three songs in and he just starts railing on the crowd saying, you're not loud enough. You're not loud enough. We shouldn't have even play this show because it didn't sell out. Walked off stage. Then slowly the band members start exiting Darcy and then Jimmy Chamberlain. And then Jimmy Ehoff finishes the song by himself solo does about and i was like you tried to ruin rock and roll for me as a 10 year old billy corgan and oh. i will not have that wow so i always will troll him whenever anyone will talk about him oh. well I, I think what's worse is uh when he shows up and plays a show 
and doesn't announce that uh, they're playing their new album in its entirety and starting the show with it. <laughs> so you're like an hour in. You're like, what the fuck is this? Zwan? Then, uh, what is that? And Zwan? then the first song he did. <laughs> I was, saw Zwan uh, live. I was the guy who saw yeah. Zwan live. Wait, is that the album? No, no. Swan was his other band. His offshoot. This was yeah, Smashing yeah, yeah. Pumpkins. This was Smashing Pumpkins album. And after the album, he does uh, Space Oddity by David Bowie. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Like music I can actually listen to. But uh, he's barely featured in this uh, special. I, yes, I don't know yeah. that. It left you know, a stain. It left a very big stain, stain. In, in a body part others would call a heart uh, yes. for Michael Shirley. So, I love that song, though. <laughs> that, that, that Smashing Pumpkins Christmas song? Yeah. that was. Uh, I really liked that cover. I thought it was really yeah. great. It's good, but, you know, when you look over the the soundtrack for this Guardians holiday special and you go, oh, I liked the Fountains of Wayne song more than I Way liked better. the Pumpkin song. Yeah. Way better. An Alien yeah. for Christmas. Yeah. You know? That was great, so. yeah. Out of State Plates album, if any of you guys want to <laughs> hear Adam that. Schlesinger, by the way, I, I wish him only, his memory be, may his memory be a blessing. He was a fabulous performer. Eric, as, uh, as the lone representative of the tribe, I want to know uh, your feelings on you know, yeah, uh, you, nice. you really get short drifted. You have one holiday song and one holiday movie, both by Adam Sandler. Uh, and you know, without him, you'd be lost, right? Yeah, Woody Allen's Hanukkah project is uh, still in development and uh, it's not looking good right now. So, uh, yeah, you, you know, no it's children like, are allowed. I, 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 Hopefully. What's wrong? I just play a babysitter in it. Uh, you don't understand. It, 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 it's hard being a Jew. I'm self hating, but not because I'm Jewish. <laughs> One of his actual lines, by the way. Um, you know, I thought this was great. And uh, and by the way, of course, to those who celebrate it, happy life day uh, from oh, last thank week. Thank you. Yes. I'm rocking this. I'm rocking. This is, by the way, a gift from my son. So uh, if he's watching it, uh, sorry, this is Hanukkah gift number four, I think. So uh, act like surprise. from Halloween, Eric. It, it might be. I don't know. <laughs> By the way, I like what it does to my glasses. I'm like, I was oh, just gonna say the effect that it has in your glasses is really creepy. Now, now it actually looks like the old Star Wars holiday special, like the effects. <laughs> uh, you know, despite the lack of a B. Arthur, uh, I thought this special was wonderful. Uh, it, it was so fun, and and to their credit, they had their cake and they got to eat it too. Like it was ironic. Uh, I mean, the fact that you have the Wombats, the old 97s, uh, Fountains of Wayne, the Pumpkins, a.k.a. Uh, what I'll buy Michael Shirley for Hanukkah this year is the box set of Pumpkins, just so I could see it in his garbage can. Uh, but <laughs> I, I just thought it really, it, 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 it actually had a really lovely little message in there, too. And and you know what you were saying about Mantis? Like, I'm so, they just made Mantis so much more of a full character. Like, I... She's been great across the board in the Guardians movies, but here all of a sudden it cut deeper and you realize like what a wonderful performer she is. So, uh, no, I thought this, uh, I mean, listen, am I going to watch it a million times? Probably not. But um, as a one time a year holiday watch between, you know, showings of Christmas story. Uh, oh. Yeah, most definitely I'd watch this again. What uh, about Christmas story Christmas? The new, uh, I haven't watched it yet. I, I'm, I'm afraid. I'm a yeah. little afraid. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very afraid of adult Ralphie. Um, <laughs> but uh, 
So uh, generally, uh, you're you're able to uh, walk away from a, a Christmas special, holiday special. You know, every year, uh, you know, for a while, Doctor Who would have a Christmas episode. Yeah. And there was someone that I used to do shows with on After Buzz that just hated the fact that it was just like enough already. Uh, you know, like why does it have to be Christmas? And then they started doing New Year's Day shows, and it's like now it's not as good. Are you happy? And she, she probably is. But uh, so, you know, if I, I don't a, have the if, same disdain uh, yeah. for, for Yuletide season. I don't mind when people say Merry Christmas to me. I I, I mean, what am I going to do? Get a, get a, no, I'm sorry. You got to say Happy Holidays for oh, the 2% well, of I, us. I, I, I don't care. I, I guess you've never had to fight in the, the front lines against the war on the Christmas. War. But good for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Katie and I have uh, done yeoman's work uh, to try and uh, <laughs> try and. Um, well, uh, Katie and I, uh, and we may speak about this again a little bit later, we have uh, in the past bonded over uh, some of the greatest uh, Christmas program of all time, including my VHS copy of uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, which fans of this movie know you needed to hold on to the VHS if you wanted to get one of the songs, but it's now returning to Disney+. Plus. Uh, where does, uh, what did you feel about this, Katie? And I know you probably addressed, you know, big thoughts, but uh, I was trying to uh, make all this technology work. And by the way, it was not successful. That's why I'm on mm -hmm. myself. Uh, but uh, just uh, big thoughts from you, Katie. Uh, big thoughts for me. In terms of the Guardian special, um, I liked it. It, it. it was it was fun. It was pure whimsy. Um, I thought it was crazy that Flula made it a guest appearance as a bartender in like a WeHo bar um, <laughs> that they shot in maybe Georgia. Uh, <laughs> um, but um, in terms of the Muppet Christmas Carol bringing back the song The Love Is Gone, it, come on, man. That is the song, that is like the theme throughout the movie that I, I just really loved. Um, and they bring it back in the reprise of um, the last bit of that movie. And so having that back in just makes so much more musical sense in my yeah, mind. My, my, and, and I've told Katie this before my wife hates that song because it's boring. No, so when she saw she saw it when she was a kid, and she's just like, "This is boring," but it tells a big part of the story, you know. So it, sometimes you got to sit for three minutes, you know. It, yeah, well, and I, and I do get that, especially like as a kid. I think I probably thought it was a boring part of the movie as well. But like that's that that is something that I feel like we've been missing from a lot of our um, like holiday specials or movies or things like that that we're getting from. Um, like last year, we had Hawkeye, and that was a ton of fun but like we needed sort of those like linchpin heart moments where it's like this is where we kind of fucked up in life in um just in like the, the general love sense and like what like i feel like the holiday season is about is like reconnecting and like really um appreciating and cherishing those that you love and that was the thing in Muppet Christmas Carol that was like, hey, Scrooge, this is like your linchpin moment of like where your life kind of took off. You chose career over your love and now you have a bunch of money and you have no love. Um, and by and the way, I, I, if you if you tell me a better portrayal of Ebenezer Scrooge and Michael Caine, I'll call you a liar. Thank you. Because uh, he, he plays it for real. Like, you know, he plays it straight. He's like, yes, I know I'm in a movie filled with Muppets. But uh, I'm I'm still Michael Caine, you know. So, <laughs> which was was the interesting? I feel like interesting thing about Chris Pratt in this movie. Like I I felt like he was just angry the whole time, <laughs> uh, and like we didn't quite get a lot of Chris Pratt, which was fascinating. Like he enjoyed his little treat. Um, 
Kevin Bacon, I thought was hysterical. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Bacon was having the best time. Like I, I and I love Ke- I, I despite Michael, I love me some Kevin Bacon, and I thought he, he, he understood the assignment. He studied for it, and he went and he killed it. I thought he had such a blast. He played. I mean, you could see he's just having a lot of fun out there playing various versions of himself. Um, I get that sense. Like it, it, apparently, it's very easy to get to Kevin Bacon. Which is exciting, I think, for everyone. You just have to jump the way. fence, yeah, yeah, yeah or, well, throw, and, or throw someone over. Or get thrown, yeah. The most terrifying shot of that whole film was when Mantis was running after him, cackling. <laughs> I was like, yeah. "Holy shit, this is terrifying!" Uh, I I like the uh, unnecessary expenditure of actually having Kira Sedgwick on the other end of the phone, because uh, you know it could have just been a female voice, or by the way, no voice. And they're like, no, nah, no, you know, we're Disney. We have this kind of money. We'll put her on the other side of, uh, you know, as if she doesn't have enough to do. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, that's a great point about about Chris Pratt. I mean, he's not in a great place right now, but he was funnier in the Thor movie trying to get rid of Thor. Yeah. You know, so he should still be in a good place because he doesn't have Thor dragging him down anymore. I guess, uh, you know, it's uh, his Gamora's dead. He knows the other ones out there. And uh, I guess I guess you know uh, Peter Quill saw the trailer for Guardians Three that everyone saw at uh, at Comic Con, so he knows it's going to be a bummer. So maybe he's just already feeling it. I don't know, but uh, maybe he yeah, watched I, the last Jurassic Park because honestly, it left it put me in that mood too. It might have been that. Maybe <laughs> have you watched that? By the way. It, it is maybe aw- it is as I've, terrible I've a big budget film as I've seen I, in years. I, I didn't make I, it through. Like I, I and I watched yeah, the room twenty five times. The first Chris Pat, Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, Jurassic Park, and I felt very foolish for having spent my time on that one. So that was I got to draw the line somewhere. You know, yeah. you get better. I I was happy that they had returning cast members and things like that, but I just I've never even tried to watch that movie. Yeah, I know that was supposed to be the draw for that that third Jurassic Park. I was like, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see what's Laura Dern been up to. It's been a while, you know. Jeff Goldblum, when don't I want him on my TV? I, I mean, I've never watched his Disney Plus show, but still, you know, when don't I? Want Are those him? the thoughts that go through your head when you like when you see Jeff Goldblum's like Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. What's he up to? It's, wait, it's so really I so now I'm so wait now I'm Fred Schneider from the B fifty twos. Oh my god, that is the thing for when more substantial than that. I love it. I want to sing hear Christian sing Rock Lobster. Yeah, but just put Jeff Goldblum in it. You literally just heard me say it. So I don't, I, I don't, I mean, it, just different, with different words. So, so clearly uh, we're going to have to do a karaoke live stream. Is do what we it again. Yeah, we, we definitely can. By the way, this is a, a comment from uh, earlier, but uh, Cammy Egan was impressed <laughs> that Michael Shirley liked a recent MCU project. Oh, my beating heart. You liked something recently. You liked Wanda, but you didn't like the way it ended, but you, for the most part, liked it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was okay with She-Hulk and Miss Marvel. Uh, yeah, I, I guess Hawkeye has probably disappointed me the most, but it's been a year. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so uh, apart from Billy Corgan's inclusion and in getting a royalty check, where what was there any? Uh, let's try and find the negatives for Michael. There's always oh, something. Yeah, there's definitely a negative. Good, good, good. Um, let's, let's camp out on that for a little bit. I was kind of. 
not buying like the whole end sequence i was like okay we get like this guy who's known for being like an actor and playing so many roles it's like you're gonna get him up there and have him sing a song like i wanted to see him up there doing like a monologue like from like a christmas carol or something you know i didn't really think singing him a, a rock song you know he tells kira sedgwick on the phone like oh i got some friends i gotta teach about christmas i didn't learn anything about christmas from that song he sang uh i was hoping you know to see him do some kind of silly i would have rather them gone with some kind of monologue like i don't really think of kevin bacon perhaps you're not as familiar with the bacon boys as you should be his uh, music Uh, project so i mean if it was was a johnny depp or uh maybe like a Kiefer sutherland i get it but it's just it what that wasn't the way i would have gone if I had him and I could do anything I wanted, you know, with his character, it's just not what I would have done. Uh, I did. I did think setting up the fact that, uh, you know, the, the reference to the magic arrow, I was like, are they going to have that end up in his eyeball? Like in Friday the 13th? Cause they even mentioned it. And that was like was foreshadowing. Cool. I thought we were going to get, but uh, I guess it really wouldn't be much of a, of a, a holiday, you know, rock Special for that. Yeah, would definitely have changed the tone a little bit. But uh, there was a a part of me that felt like it was a little bit like an audition tape for Kevin Bacon to come back and have a resurgence. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. My mind has never gone away. Yeah, and he has, but like, what's the last big Kevin Bacon movie that you've seen him? We had that. He had a show on Fox where he was. I like that show. The following. Following. I like that. that Was good. Yeah, first he, season. I saw and him in that like horror Kevin movie, Bacon. They Them. He, he was in a movie so called good. They Them. Yeah, it which which is by the way not very good, but he's good in it, and it well, made like twenty five bucks. If uh, if if he if you feel like he's been gone for a while, maybe it's because Hollow Man was a documentary, and that's why we haven't seen him in a while. I don't know. We're just just trying to come up with reasons why we might not have seen the lad for a little while. I swear we wouldn't have any Hollow Man him, jokes. Guys. It's like, I've always just felt like he looked like really gooey and stretchy, just kind of like Stretch Armstrong. Like he'd be like the perfect Mr. Fantastic. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Like, just want to kind of do this on him. I don't know. Okay. You heard it here. (laughs) What? Kevin Bacon plays Mr. Fantastic. (laughs) Right. right? I I love that. I was like, why did they throw that in there too? Yeah. I thought I thought Maybe that was we'll fun. Get one. The, the tag at the end of the credits, uh, Rocket saying, "Now we need to do another special," uh, you know. And uh, I think it's uh, great that we now know that uh, the GoBots are uh, MCU canon, uh, and and oddly enough, not the Transformers. Uh, I thought uh, that was fun. And Eric, I know you sent me something. I'm in no situation where I can share pictures, so sorry about that. But oh, uh, that's okay. What if I can? Uh, you try. I can so try. You might be able to. You might be able to present. You know. All right. But well, keep keep talking. Keep talking. Well, keep going. Uh, yeah, I thought that. I mean, look the the sequence where they're down on Earth. I think was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We really got. I mean, we've never gotten that much out of Mantis. You know, a couple of good lines and a couple of Avengers movies. And, uh, and I story, think it's great. That hot story on Mantis, which I was like, oh, did we know this before? 
that yeah, she was, was Peter's brother. Yeah, I didn't know yeah, anything about that. that. Yeah, that that kind of that kind of took me off guard. I was like, wait, is this a comic thing that everybody knows but me? Because like that happens a lot. Um, no, but it also it could have been in Guardians too. I mean, I saw it once in the theater and just haven't been moved to watch it again. And uh, I don't know. Somebody in the chat let us know. Did you know that Mantis was Peter's sister? Because I didn't. Yeah, um, I felt like I'd missed something. Yeah. It was definitely a big reveal that didn't feel like... I mean, I loved um, Star-Lord's reaction to it in the end. Like, that felt like the most heartfelt-driven moment. It was like, this is the best present you could have given me. I was like, excellent line. Oh, yes. Uh-oh. The GoBots. Beautiful. <laughs> It, well, I, I'm just trying to show you that it was always there. Like the, this, uh, this still from the GoBots movie, in fact, inspired two major moments from Avengers Endgame and Infinity War. Uh, I rest my case. I can I can honestly say that I forgot that there was a GoBots movie. Uh, the, <laughs> the Transformers movie uh, scarred me as a young boy. It was very traumatic, but I didn't even remember the GoBots movie. I thought you liked that movie. No, it's great. The Transformers movie's great, but it's like, hey, do you want to see all your friends get murdered? Come see this movie. <laughs> I, I've heard many a tale about yeah, how traumatizing that was. <laughs> oh, Optimus Prime? He gets killed early, too. It's like, Yeah, okay. so the first, <laughs> the first the credits like, are rolling and they kill Optimus Prime. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, I'm supposed to root for Judd Nelson? <laughs> Come on. Uh, but anyway... I- uh, yeah, so, uh, but the point being about, you know, that sequence d- down on Earth, really getting to spend the time with him, uh, they were great together. I think if it had been Mantis and Nebula, the story would have been largely the same, but clearly they knew that uh, bringing Drax down there, uh, you know, I think, I think was great. It was good to just have a couple of them, you know, because if it was like all the Guardians except for Peter, uh, I don't know. I, th- I don't think it would. It yeah. just was more of a fun, like, I don't know, a, a fun, a, a fun little, like, almost like a bottle episode of a Guardians a, TV a lark. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and and less CGI for both Rocket and yeah, for Groot. Yeah, yeah. Um, Groot felt like he was the version that you see at like the Disney parks. Um, yeah. yeah, totally. I didn't think it was CG. I thought it was a dude in a in a, in a suit. suit. Yeah. No. That, that was actually, yeah, that was Vin Diesel uh, having uh, not hosed off in a couple of weeks. <laughs> they, that, that's the most practical of practical effects. The, the evolution uh, of Vin Diesel into his yeah. next form. I find yeah. it so weird that he is that character and that's yeah. all he only says one word. It's just like, do they pay him very little or like what? Like what's oh, no. going on here? I have no uh, idea. I how I'm much could you possibly Bradley, pay him? I'm going to assume less than Bradley Cooper, but probably not that much less. You know? God, what an easy scam, man. Oh, that's a great that's, job. That's all I'm gunning for is just being like, I am Kate, and then like that's all I do for the rest of the time, and oh. then I just live off of it. <laughs> that's great. Wait, yeah. Affleck, Gilbert Gottfried, rest in peace. Also, like that was the greatest gig of all time, and he blew it, and that was millions of dollars to record one word. I mean, that's the that's the actor's dream. Is like I don't have to go anywhere. I just have to record like Affleck, and then like you're you're <laughs> living you just large. Out, out your money. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait. I mean, if we're 
Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about bad career uh, decisions. Uh, Gilbert Godfrey, we could spend the rest of the hour on it. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Drew explains for us, the sibling thing was a deleted scene from Volume 2. Okay. So not only are we supposed to watch the movies, we have to, to uh, the special watch features. the scene. But Kemi had no idea. And uh, Daniel explains that Disney added that scene in the Mantis Legends short. But since it spoiled that plot point, they removed the Legend shorts till after the special dropped. Oh. Uh, and yeah, okay. so the Groot that we're getting is young a day, young yeah. adult aged Groot. He, uh, somebody asked J- James Gunn's been very active on Twitter talking to people about this. Movie. Oh, here you uh, go. No, he explained that uh, this wasn't this wasn't the retweet of me, although I was very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this he, he was uh, him explaining that this isn't actually the same Groot. That Groot died. This grew out of that Groot, so he's not going to grow up and be the same exact creature he's going to be bigger and bulkier so it's like yes what's that siamese dream yeah i mean your favorite smashing pumpkins album all back yeah i'm so proud of that (laughs) also probably offensive is siam even a place still no but i mean siamese twins are still a thing aren't they i mean i don't know I think we're supposed to call them conjoined twins now. All right, so let's let's re-release that Smashing Pumpkins album and yeah, like uh, an ableist song. Well, as well as Lady and the Tramp, I believe. Also, you'd have to do a <laughs> scrub. Yeah, I, I I I don't even know that you could call them Lady or Tramp. In all honesty, so uh, let's call not... them they. Wait, you just <laughs> talked about it. They them. Oh it's called they them now, Lady and the Tramp. I just saw Kevin Bacon in a movie called They Them, and it's about a bunch of LGBTQ yeah. campers, and he's like the lead camper, or like whatever. Are you are you like watching yeah. something else on those glasses? Eric just talked about that. Oh, sorry. I, okay. Hey guys, I, I saw Kevin Bacon in They I Them. Know if you know really. <laughs> Could you tell us about that? Yeah, I, I hear, heard about I hear that. it's not a great movie, but he's good in it. He's a conjoined twin with himself in one body. Oh, wow. It's fabulous. What is this movie? <laughs> it's got a full. <laughs> it's called Other Voices. It's available on Amazon. Available. Uh, the documentary, <laughs> not the narrative. Yes. Not the narrative. I heard you're working on a sequel. Um, I have a quick question. Is Drax yes. now prone to lying? Um, I thought Drax's oh. whole deal was that he like he only spoke in blunt truths, and when we see him with Mantis, he's kind of like the I mean the obvious version of lying, where he's just did you not turn on the like the camouflage yeah. for the ship, and he was like totally did. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's a yeah, new character I mean, trait for him. Characters have evolved. I mean, he didn't get blipped, Drax, did he? Uh, I, I no. So... He's like ten years evolved. Oh, from actually, when we I think he off. did. Oh, he no, did. I think he did, did he? get blipped because I think Rocket was the only guardian oh, yeah. who was left. That's yeah, right. right. Yeah, but right. also we need to talk about: Does Bucky still have his arm? What? <laughs> what? No, that's the one that he lost. I like that a lot. That's, that's the old one. That's so the old one. He got a new one from Wakanda. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, that's right. Yeah. So he I found that it. on like eBay. <laughs> Someone did. Someone bid on that one. Nebula had yeah. some really great one-liners, especially her opinion on actors. I really like that. Oh my god! I feel pretty much the same about actors. They're just a bunch of lion sacks of shit. Like, uh, no offense, Katie. 
You're welcome. You're welcome. We are. But I loved it when she said, wow, all actors aren't total pieces of shit. <laughs> that was nice. I like that. Yeah. But it's yeah, so I true, know. though. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, just uh, you know, the, the bar scene, entirely unnecessary, but fun, you know? Yeah, I mean, since when did West Hollywood come off of, like, Hollywood and Vine? Like, I was like, where, where are they? They must <laughs> okay, be in so Georgia. For- so first of all, they're in Atlanta. Okay. Second of all, like yeah, that the the scene at the outside of the Chinese theater, I was legitimately they shot in Hollywood. Yeah, because yeah, you know, no, that but, definitely was. You can't really fake that unless yeah. you have more of a budget. But the, for that. the rest of the movie, I think, was was not shot in, in no. LA. You know, uh, that was what I remember thinking when I first saw Kevin Bacon's pretend house. I'm like, that's a really nice house somewhere outside of Atlanta. That, that was exactly what I was thinking. I was I like, that's it. a great house. There's too many windows for it to be Hollywood. <laughs> it's done great, point. great point. I thought it was a very small living room to be Hollywood. What's one well, of his... Yeah, remember, remember he, he had like a little Bernie, corner. He was Bernie Madoff TV money, remember? Oh. Bernie Madoff cleaned him out, though. So I think this is a post-Bernie Madoff world. <laughs> I don't, I don't I went know deep into it. Yeah, Bernie Madoff is actually the Thanos of Kevin Bacon. Of, he, okay. he actually <laughs> took half of his wealth and made it disappear. So. Wow. That's <laughs> such a good joke. Thank you. <laughs> hey, you're welcome back anytime. <laughs> Remember, uh, I'm an actor. I'm a lying piece of shit. <laughs> damn it. Damn All right, that's really it. Christmas is over. Forget oh, it. No. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm taking my wow. orb and going home then. <laughs> Your you orb. Uh, like but, uh, do you think that we're going to see more like uh, holiday specials like this uh, coming up in the future? And will it be Guardians or will it be another? No, movie? I I think uh, the Guardians as we know them. I mean, James Gunn obviously has bigger fish to fry after Guardians Volume Three comes out. Huge. Uh, literally all the fish in Aquaman's ocean, uh, <laughs> but. The yeah, so I, I think that those characters won't all go away forever. And yeah, there might be another Guardians movie, but I don't think we'll get it for a while. Um, and uh, always good to see all of our friends uh, in the oh, chat. Yeah. That's my favorite. Hot yeah. girls are waiting, but what are they waiting for? I really don't I understand. Mean, like they take off this sweater. Uh, honestly, oh. whatever they're whatever whatever they're into, they're gonna find it here. You know, <laughs> the four like, of us are gonna provide something that they want. Yep. Uh, Kevin Egan <laughs> wants to know if you bought your orb from the collector, Eric. It sounds like a euphemism for something. Something that's really between you and your wife. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would tell you, but I am a married man and, you know, <laughs> father of two and a dog. And I mean, that's more. Damn me, I'll tell you. <laughs> and a dog. And a dog. Yeah. Dog father. <laughs> uh, I, I, but I liked I liked the little touches because clearly they're aliens from the simple way that Mantis picks up a shot and tries to drink it by lapping it up with her tongue. Just little things like that that are so and breathing like, like smoke or yeah. whatever came oh, out of her yeah. mouth. Yeah, uh, well, hey, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, ha- Katie. Are you guys familiar with Flula? He's he's a yeah. Yeah, YouTube comedian, but like is also popping it up in like a lot of different projects and things. And I didn't realize that Flula was going to be part of the MCU now, but I don't think that was like that character that he does. Michael? Nah, no, I think he was just the bartender. Okay. (laughs) Although I like the 
expanding the universe into YouTube performers. Um, I think Mr. Beast is going to be in the next Captain America. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Ryan is going to unbox the uh, Tesseract uh, over on Ryan's world. It's going to be some great stuff. Great <laughs> promotion. So uh, nice, Mr. Beast shout out, by the way. So uh, then you mu- you must have children in your house. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. <laughs> bought those burgers. Did you, did I'll they, save did it for you, another. Seven Eleven and buy a burger because it was the Mr. Beast burger. It, it, no, they they they're on the. You can get it from like Grubhub or one of those, and oh, then they okay. show up. And it's also shops spend, at Seven Eleven. Oh, it's the. How much did you spend? I, I I only one of my kids can go to college now, and frankly, I'm it's not going to so be the one who demanded you that. Guys. So you don't know Mr. Beast, Michael, but you're a young man. Is this like a baby it, shark kind of situation? No, 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 okay. no. Baby shark. No. Uh, I want to say it's like on a teen scale, Mr. Beast. Yeah. Baby it's shark. Like, it's like a Slender Man. Like, no. <laughs> no, he's uh, no. Slender Man burgers I'd buy in a second uh, with no complaints. Those are just hot dogs. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a, Slim Jim it, feels like a, a like com- logical tie-in. Combination like reality competition show uh with uh I, I don't even know how to explain it but uh you know it's just a, it's a youtube channel with just oh, okay. uh, way yeah. too many views you know uh that almost got bought out for a billion dollars and they turned it down uh because yeah. it wasn't financially um accurate of what they were yeah. worth and i'm like right. it's kind of incredible in, in terms of like the YouTube that's going community. around with like twitter yeah, <laughs> Elon's just lurk- looking for the next Mr. Beast. <laughs> I mean, his money would have been better spent. Uh, Craig Robinson pointing out some cheeky DC stuff in there. Big yeah, the- Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not the first uh, Batman reference uh, in the MCU. So uh, I guess uh, I guess he's canon as well. So what? Well, yeah, they need I, comic I, books to read. Yeah. What was that, uh, Eric? No, I was going to say, you know, one thing about this special that I thought was kind of fun uh, that I haven't really seen anyone really talk about. It's like, it's basically Star Trek Four. You know, it's <laughs> seen Star Trek Four. It's the one where they go back to modern day San Francisco. And it was, I mean, up until the reboots, it was the most financially successful of all the Star Trek movies uh, until, you know, uh, the J.J. Abrams one. And, and there's something to be said for like, yeah, you got to do a low budget thing. They gave however much money to produce this thing. So like, okay, well, why not just take a couple of them, put them in the modern day? And you could only do it. I mean, like She-Hulk obviously had a hell of a time, Mm. you know, taking a piss on the whole MCU in brilliant fashion. But this is like, okay, well, who amongst MCU could you actually do this with without it sort of being so cheeky? It would actually take away from some of the integrity of the storytelling. And this was the, in in that end, it was the perfect fit. Like, and I, I loved to the point where I would love to see them maybe do more adventures on modern day earth. Uh, I love seeing the two of them kind of palling around in Atlanta's version of West Hollywood um, <laughs> and doing shots, you know, running into, you know, cops. I mean, I thought that was all great. And it was such a fun fish out of water to the point where if they're going to keep some of the guardians around, it feels like that's a kind of show they could create with a couple of the more TV budget safe members of the cast. I think it will evolve the Guardians. I don't think they're going away, but I think it's going to be like the Avengers where we're going to yeah, see. split them. Yeah, where I think Manus, they're probably gaming her up to be a bigger player, I think. Yeah. 
I, yeah, and, I mean, Chris Pratt has reached that uh, unaffordable, uh, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to when they hired him. So, yeah. more is gone. That, That's yeah, another big I, money chunk. Yeah, Drax right. Is, yeah, exactly. Drax isn't going to do any more. I mean, he's already talked about that. Yeah, and I think uh, Karen Gillan would uh, appreciate not, uh, you know, getting into that makeup chair again. But I'm sorry, what were you going to say, Katie? Uh, I honestly have forgotten. Uh, but. We're very distracted to look at these handsome men. I get it. (laughs) No, I'm I'm thinking about all of them. Pratt and Batista. Um, Is (laughs) is it just me? Or yes, yes. And and Michael and Eric and Christian, and obviously. Um, (laughs) Hot guys available here. Uh, (laughs) Hot guys are waiting. Waiting. I'm sorry. They're waiting for you to message them and their DMs. Um, I was, dear Batista, isn't he vying for playing Kratos? Oh, I I didn't know that. I do, no. I know he's done with this character, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's uh you know he's he's done Sony. acting. Yeah. Um, I kind of see By the way, thought. I keep uh, I keep uh, forgetting to just you know we're talking about Dave Batista, but uh, the actress who plays Mantis, her name is uh, Palm Clementif. Yeah, uh, possibly how you pronounce it. Uh, I guess she's born she's born in Quebec City, so I should probably say it a little bit Frenchier than that. But uh, Boom. She, you know, she's always managed to steal scenes that she's in, like mm-hmm. in Endgame when she's like, "Ooh, or knives." You know, she just has these little lines that are so funny, and really getting to know her. I mean, the fact that like she gets as angry as she does, I'm like, oh, I don't even know that we knew that about her. You know, so really getting the time for her. I think it was a really smart project. Uh, you know, for James Gunn to kind of envision this. Oddly enough, we were making fun of the Star Wars Holiday Special, but James Gunn said in some ways he was actually inspired by the Star Wars Holiday Special. Uh, one, because he's a proponent of always having a happy life day. Two, because it, even though it was executed poorly, the idea that it was a mix of, you know, these characters, you know, music, and uh, we'll talk about the animation in a moment, but... Uh, the music is just phenomenal in this movie. I mean, especially, you know, one, he's, he had to squeeze in his Hanoi Rock song, uh, the Christmas song, Dead by Xmas. And, uh, you know, a couple of things that are very James Gunn. But, I mean, he co-wrote that song with the old 97s. And actually using the band, uh, I think, was, was fun. Uh, I, I've, I've seen it twice. The second time I watched it, I watched it with my wife. And the song ended and she's like, oh, I kind of hoped that the whole special was just going to be that song. She's like, I liked the story in it, you know, and I mean, she enjoyed the special as it went on. But uh, I mean, that that song was so like legitimately funny, you know, Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's like it's like, you know, it tells a story. It's like it's like uh, the MCU's uh, American Pie, not the movie, the song. Um, (laughs) Let's uh, let's go around about the song. What did you think when you heard that song for the first time, Katie? Uh, I I was actually kind of shocked. I I thought we were going to get some sort of like musical, like actual musical dance number and elements sort of like spirited, which uh, if we have it, we should definitely talk about that later. Um, But I, I, when it was done, I was like, oh, I had a similar feeling like, oh, I would have loved to have seen like kind of more of that. Like it was, it was so quirky and fun. And I loved that, you know, Star-Lord was just like, nope, that's not how that goes whatsoever. Uh, yeah. I love that kind of snarkiness and commentary on big musical numbers. Um, but yeah. By the way, we don't we don't know for sure that Mrs. Claus doesn't work the poll. 
You know, I mean, <laughs> was, he was very that was such a good line. <laughs> but he's all like, the men in the North Pole are gone. I, who knows what she does? You know, I mean, in all honesty, uh, Michael, did you like that song for the sole fact that it wasn't sung by Billy Corgan? Yeah, that was fine. Uh, <laughs> once it was over, I was ready for it to be over, though. I think they yeah. timed it just about right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I agree with my wife that I wanted 42 minutes of that song. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we could have used, a, we used a, a, a reprise at the end instead of the, the uh, Bacon Boy song. But, uh, you know, it's probably in his contract. He's like, I really don't want to do this. We'll let you sing. I will Sign say, right here. <laughs> I will say, I didn't know that Kevin Bacon could sing that. Well. I mean, like I knew like Footloose and all of that, but like he kept up. He he's doing pretty yeah. well vocally. Yeah, I mean he's uh, he's he's like the next Billy Bob Thornton. You know, I mean <laughs> he's he's a modern day Bruce Willis <laughs> uh, or Don Johnson. Wait, I, I was oh, go or yeah, Don, Don Johnson's, Johnson's Heartbeat. Right. One Heartbeat of the great is a much better song than any of the selections on Return of Bruno. Uh, what did you think of uh, that song in particular really kicking the special off, Eric? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it set the right tone. Um, it also, by the way, to their credit, the bona fides of it actually being a, like a holiday special, you know, because that's what holiday specials were. I mean, for years and years. I mean, even the opening credits, which they also used for Werewolf uh, by Night. Mm-hmm. It is like that idea of the special we used to, you know, yeah. we'd get that with uh, mm-hmm. Rudolph and Frosty. And so I think on that end, like they actually did something that will make this thing weirdly evergreen. Like it's going to keep going. It'll keep playing for years. I mean, I think my, my kids really dug it. And, and also by giving themselves a song, you've given yourself that viral video, like the five minute thing that will get shared around for the next like five weeks. Um, which I think was a very shrewd thing to do as well, you know? And uh, yeah, no, and I think the old 97s, they did the theme to um, Community. I think that's their song too, right? Oh yeah, you're right. No, you're totally right. And it's it's a totally legitimate band. Um, Kevin Bacon, on top of the Bacon Brothers, I think they're called, right? His band with his brother. I believe so. It's very uh, on the although nose, I always like to think of them as the Bacon Bits. Go ahead, you're good. They're instead of side musicians, they're side side of bacon. Uh, well, he <laughs> also did. When they play in Canada, they're back bacon. Anyway, back. We'll, be right back. <laughs> well, he also he performed on a um, a kids album called Philadelphia Chickens, which we were big proponents of in this house when my kids were little. Um, and he sang the theme song Philadelphia Aww. Chickens, and it's the goofiest song. Once again, though, Kevin Bacon, he never. Some performers, you know, will really phone it in at times, but. I feel like Kevin Bacon never does. Like he, whether you love him or want to stretch him into oblivion, like Michael, like he's always giving you the full bacon. He will holla for a dollar. He will. No, and uh, I, agree. So. I think I think he definitely he he treated this like a Michael Caine in the Muppets movie. Like he yeah. he went full full yeah. mode, and I was I was anytime it's like this kind of a goofy sort of thing and you know shot the way it was shot as well like it, it felt a little bit more tv friendly um it it was like it, it's so much better when someone commits fully as opposed to just being like i'm too cool for well this. It, if i can name check like going back a million years but uh who framed roger rabbit yes uh, the central performance in that without that um and he just passed away like bob hoskins bob hoskins right he passed bob. away this year he like, did he, yeah 
I'm yeah. sorry to be the one to have to tell you this, Kate. I'm actually um, very sad about that. Yeah, and he was so incredible in that film because you completely believe in his reality that he's dealing with all these crazy tunes. And, and consider consider his performance in that versus Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> you mean when he achieved goddom and he <laughs> when he was greatest... drunk every day with John Leguizamo yeah. in his in his defense. You know, no, uh, it's fair. It's fair. <laughs> Michael, do you remember uh, if a uh, certain uh, longtime writer for Marvel Comics had had their way, who Bob Hoskins would have played on the big screen? Do you remember from conversation we had with someone? You may not, and that's okay if you don't. So Chris no, Claremont Wolverine. wanted Bob Hoskins to be Wolverine. Yep. What? No, because he, no, he has the body for it. Because he, the way he was yeah. built, and the fact that he was short. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's true. I think he would have awesome. kept his shirt on a lot more than Hugh Jackman. Probably, <laughs> uh, but maybe not. Okay, uh, it was Wolverine, you know, not Wolverine. I, I'm sorry. We do when if we're gonna take time to talk about actors who sing, Cam Egan is uh, absolutely a hundred percent right. We can't not talk about Eddie Murphy party all the time. Yes, which, you know, he brought in Rick James to help him with. Honestly, of all the songs we mentioned. It's really the best one. I nope. mean, nope. party nope. all the time. Okay. Patrick Swayze, she's like the wind. Thank you. I would much rather listen to party Thank all you. the time than she's like the wind. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Hot debate uh, right here. Hot debate yeah. waiting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just we're going to spend another hour on this now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, <laughs> I didn't know we would talk about Don Johnson's heartbeat tonight, but I should have. Uh, yeah, look, it's it's so much fun and it's just exciting because this is that moment, that rare moment in the MCU where everybody seems happy with it. And I'm sure if I dig around, I'll find somebody who hated it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it was like how, you know, Star Wars fans mostly disagreed and hated everything. And then when the first season of The Mandalorian happened, it was like, oh, my God, it's, wait, it's something that we all like. And now everybody likes to pretend they don't like things anymore that they liked a couple of years ago, which is fine. Uh, you know, I was I was talking last week that, uh, you know, there's that trend online for people to say that, man, no way. No way home really wasn't that good. Uh, but what? It, yeah, I, exactly. So uh, I think it's it's great that people enjoy it. And it's like it doesn't take itself too seriously. Uh, but it's uh, you put the you got to put the right amount of heart into uh, any kind of holiday uh, holiday story, uh, which maybe that's what the Star Wars holiday special was missing. Was, uh, we were looking for a heartbeat. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, by the way, that was very nice. Looking for a heartbeat. A little bit too much uh, Art Carney, Harvey Corman, and B. Arthur. Maybe that was a problem. By the way, are not enough B. Arthur. Jefferson Starship, Star Wars holiday, and Donna Summer. Star Wars holiday special written by the great Bruce Valanche. So uh, what? Stop. Oh my gosh! You didn't know? Yeah, no like, way! Sole <laughs> screenwriter. No one. It's not Bruce Valanche and yeah. someone else. Bruce Valanche. Have you, you never seen it, Michael? No, no, That's no, no. All, it's all no. Valanche. Yeah, you're wow. looking for what uncut Valanche looks like. Go no further. It's a Valanche avalanche. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, don't uh, just uh, just a, a word to the wise for everyone out in the audience. Don't Google uncut Valanche. I don't think you actually want to see it. Uh, what might come up? No, just DM me. I got, I got pictures. Just ask me directly. <laughs> it's easy. Eric's waiting now. <laughs> uh, 
Eric's but... also been secretly posing as Bruce Valanche for years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael, it's no secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, but it was, it, it, yeah, it was, it was only because uh, you looked more like him than Paul Lind. You know, you always wanted to be a center square. <laughs> And that's who you had to settle on. You know? Oh, Paul Lynn, they'll always get a laugh out of me. <laughs> How could he not? Uncle Arthur. <laughs> I have a great Paul Lynn story for after the podcast. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Mad we pretend that we're done so that everybody can hear the story? Uh, yeah. Does it have the C word in it? That's the story we know. Nah. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's uh, tie it all together, this comment from Craig Robinson. Group giving gifts that are scenes from the special... Craglin holding Craglin holding Craglin chef's kiss. Uh, I do agree that was a really nice touch. I thought that the, that you know all, all of that stuff was funny, but uh, the, we already referenced Nebula giving Rocket Bucky's arm. Oh, so great! What a random great moment that was, you know. And a great callback. <laughs> maybe my it. favorite joke. It's my favorite joke of maybe the entire MCU is when remember when Rocket wanted the. Oh, I, I just need this and this and that guy's leg. And then oh, okay. he get, remember, Peter gives him a leg. He goes, oh, I was kidding about that. But wait, wait, talk to me. Is it funny watching him hop around? I forgot about later, that. later, like, I just need this and this and that guy's eye. And they're like, no, you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I really do. I need it so much. It. <laughs> oh, the greatest joke. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think that uh, there's just a lot to like about it. Uh, the animated sequence in the beginning threw me off because I knew this was live action. And uh, I, I was wondering if there was, was Michael Rooker not available, you know, anything like that. But James Gunn said that when he envisioned this, he wanted there to be an, you know, the flashback part to be animated because he was a kid. But he also wanted to use the same actor as young Peter who is not young anymore. So right. uh, it, it allowed him to be able to do that. But uh, I, I, thought I, it... I assumed it was solely just because the young kid actor wouldn't have been the same way. And it was, it was interesting yeah. to me too, because I, I played the guardians of the galaxy video game. And when they show that last animation scene where Yandu gives him the, the double blasters, yeah. um, I was like, no way his dad gave him that. And he inherited it. I was like, Oh wait, no, that's the video game. This is not MCU lore. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I thought, I thought it was actually a nice touch. It felt like those like, sort of like stop motion in between sequences in some of the holiday specials like i i thought it was really cool that they had like an animated version almost like a what if episode i i would have preferred claymation but i agree (laughs) i wanted like a full-on rankin bass you know poorly animated lips like uh like rudolph but uh i i thought it was a nice touch and uh you know, I think it, it's it, it's a nice appetizer before Guardians Three is apparently just like a total bummer uh, in the end. You know, so you know, let's let you know it, it might make it hard to rewatch this thing if like <laughs> Guardians Three ends in like a fiery uh, space crash and they're all dead. You know, and then like oh, but remember when they were alive last Christmas? That was fun. <laughs> well, you remember too, uh, the holidays? The Star Wars holiday special had an animated short. Which is how they introduced Intru- Boba Fett. Introducing Boba Fett, I, I know. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I I had a uh, trading card uh, where you know I had all the trading cards, and it said Boba Fett first appearance Star Wars holiday special, and I'm like, oh my god, what is that? Is it going to be on this Christmas? And there was no way to find out anything about something like that. 
you know? Uh, and uh, that's why when I was in high school, I spent $20 to buy a VHS of it at a comic convention. And uh, by the way, that same shopping trip, I bought Roger Corman's Fantastic Four also for $20 on VHS. Uh, some of the best $40 that I've spent at any convention ever, or maybe even just in life. Oh, how I much was enjoyment talking about that Fantastic Four movie? I watched the documentary yeah. about it. It was like really uh, sad. That's the one that's called Doomed, right? Yeah, Doom, yeah. Telling me, but yeah, yeah, I yeah. yeah, yeah. Weird, but weirdly hopeful because the actors are actually, it, because I, I, I agree. Like it was kind of just you, you feel like none of them ever had a shot at this movie actually mm-hmm. doing something, but the actors seem really appreciative of the fact that because of what happened with it, it actually got a longer lifeline. And so when they go to conventions, all these fans have seen that Fantastic Four and still embrace it. And so I think that was weird because I agree, like it starts out dark, but it it ended on this very hopeful note. And you get that sense that the legend actually was good for the movie. Like if it got released, Uh... it might have not, it might have done more damage than good to their careers. And now they're sort of, I don't know, like almost like folk legends because of being in that film. Man, the guy that played Mr. Fantastic, when he's talking about like like him and the guy that were the thing, uh, when they're talking about how they put in like thousands of dollars to like tour and do like press for this movie, like of their own money. I'm like, what a bunch of dummies. Uh. Like, no, <laughs> no, uh-uh. Oh, it hurts. Well, it hurts because you can understand it to some degree, but also... I'm glad we've uh, come around to uh, talking about early entries in the MCU, (laughs) Uh, possibly some of the less successful. Uh, And uh, Eric had messaged me and uh, Michael separately messaged me uh, the passing of a filmmaker named Albert Pune, who is uh, responsible for a number of movies, including Cyborg and Nemesis, but most relevant to this show is the 1990 Captain America starring Matt Salinger, which one of the four of us, I believe, still feels is the best Captain America movie, if that person would like to... Uh, uh, okay. Say, yeah, go ahead. I, well, didn't it come out in 92? I know it, like, they really I, held on so to it for a little it, bit. I think it... I, I believe... It was released direct-to-video in 1992, but it was made in 1990. Right. Yeah. I was seven years old. Look at me. I'm, I was seven years old. <laughs> this many. Seven years and, old. And I, was I remember seeing this movie at Suncoast Video. And, like, usually when we went to the mall, my parents would let me get something. And that's what I wanted on the trip. And, like, man, when I go back and look at, like, all my Suncoast movies, they're, like, twenty four ninety nine. I'm like, yeah. what, what wow. in the world? Like, when were, what? Yeah. It's just, That's like, a... crazy to me how much VHS is sold for back well, then. Well, but... I, I mean, the first VHS that was priced to own was the Tim Burton Batman movie. The fact that it was $20 was amazing. Because yeah. they used to price them at, like, $80, $90 because... They were designed for video stores to buy yeah, them, yeah, price right. to rent them. Rent them out. Yeah. You, you wouldn't own them unless you know you had a second VCR and just recorded them. Like somebody, maybe I knew, but obviously not me. Um, <laughs> definitely, definitely not me with all three Star Wars movies on one tape. That certainly was not me. Uh, mm-hmm. but, How do you even fit them all on one tape? The extended big tape, the way it was meant yeah. to be watched. It's an eight-hour <laughs> eight tape. 
Yeah. Wow. Okay. Made for home videos and things. I know. I could have. I could have. I should have squeezed the holiday special in there. But anyway, so so you have fond memories of seeing this movie as a child. I was like twelve or thirteen when I saw it, so I was less kind to it. uh, Yeah. Yeah. All that being said, I was seven, so like I thought this was like the coolest thing. It was the first time I'd ever seen like a live action Marvel superhero movie, and I loved it, and I still love it, and. the red skull looks so awesome in it. It's just for the time, it was so. It, I thought it was really good. Yeah, this I came. A few, this came a few years after, um, after Punisher, the, the Dolph Lundgren Punisher. So yeah. there was Doctor Strange around then. The too. Doctor Strange was a, yeah, a little earlier. Movie. Yeah, yeah, and from like 1978, and I remember because yes, I used to pour through the TV guide and read every page and see what was, and it aired at like 2 a.m. once. The Doctor Strange movie, you know, on like, I don't know, Channel 5, Channel 11 in New York. And uh, I'm like, oh, I'm recording this. And I was so excited to sit down and watch it. I don't remember it being good, but it's like, it's better than the live action 70s Spider-Man show. You know, it's like on, it's like on that, that level Scale. though. Yeah. I've never yeah. seen the Doctor Strange film. Well, or the Punisher yeah. film. I've never seen the Punisher film. So I've the seen Punisher pieces film, of it. I, I saw the LA premiere of it and that was only a handful of Wait, it was only the there? No, no. Theatrically, the, wait, hold on. The '87 Punisher. You went to the LA premiere of it. Yeah, because they that movie went straight to video in America, and so it got released uh, as part of the Dolph Lundgren Film Festival at the New Beverly. They Shut brought up. out the director. I'm sorry, what? The Dolph Lundgren Film Festival, aka the greatest night of my life, oh. behind I suppose marriage and no. the birth of children. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren Film Festival. Wow. I know all those Sexy. words, but not in that order. <laughs> <laughs> because you haven't really lived, Christian. You haven't really lived. No, it was the the piece de resistance was the West Coast premiere of Punisher, like a mere, uh, I don't know, 20, 25 years after it they came out. They played He-Man? They did. Uh, they, play, they played, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. They didn't play He-Man. They played Red Score. They played, um, Red uh, Scorpion, whatever he was in. Uh, they played uh, I Come in Peace, of course, Rocky Four. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I Come in Peace was uh, my personal favorite, just to hear uh, you go in pieces on the big screen. I that mean, that's the best. Yeah, I mean, lifelong dream. <laughs> what are you looking up, oh, Christian? What are you looking up now? Is it a uh, is it <laughs> Paul Lind uh, home videos or <laughs> no? Why is the Paul me film festival? <laughs> I, I I wish I only wish that I had that. Um, no, I, but what I was going to mention was uh, I, I so my when I was in fourth grade, my best friend moved to Japan, and uh, he saw the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie in the theater. Uh, I think it might have even been before it came out on VHS, and uh, I think he really liked it. And I never trusted him again the rest of our, our life. <laughs> he was the best man in my wedding. But I really thought twice about it because of his endorsement of the the Punisher movie. Did, did you but buy it for him as a like a, as a groomsman? I, I should have, but we would uh, we watched the uh, the the Matt Salinger Captain America, which is the movie that we're talking about right now. And there's this moment at the end that uh, I I mean we saw it probably 30 years ago. There's this moment from the end that we still talk about because of course he's Captain America, so he saves the president. So at one point, this is the very end of the movie, he says, Mr. President, 
thanks. And you just <laughs> thumbs up. And that's what you're looking at right now for our, our visual audience. Those gloves, and, man, they're great. I mean, those <laughs> those those spray-painted isotoner gloves that wouldn't fit OJ Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> man, but, that's straight up like his, his his mask, let's just say, does not make him look like the smartest guy in the room. No, it's definitely <laughs> there's definitely a little derpness in it, but um <laughs> It's fantastic. I really, I want to see this movie. I, I feel like you should do it's a live stream of this. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think everybody should watch this, you know, and uh, it's, we're still in a, we're going to be in a little bit of a dry spell for Marvel content. So on our Marvel movie talk show, uh, we are going to go through some of the lesser entries. We've been promising an Electra episode for a while yes. and that'll be our first one that we get to soon. Make sure you follow us on social media. We'll let you know when you can, when you should rewatch Electra. Especially the um, my, didn't Michael buy you the full screen DVD? Yeah, not even widescreen. <laughs> I know, yeah. I, only yes. because he couldn't find it on VHS. You know, <laughs> that was probably the only reason why I didn't get it there. Um, I actually but- did that on purpose to be annoying. <laughs> I'm not That's even fine. kidding. I had the option of like both. I'm getting it widescreen. Because I, I mean, thought it'd be funny. Is there ever a movie that was less needed to be in widescreen than Electra? You can watch uh, it on your computer and it'll is, look normal. And Michael, <laughs> I think in your honor, Christian and I should actually get together in person and watch this. That's, That's what I idea. thought was going to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we're not going to watch it separate. I want to watch that copy. I don't want to watch it widescreen. <laughs> Jeff watch it with you, too. He'll probably be like, what is oh, this? Oh, sure. Like, what is this? No, there's also the chance that Jeff might be like, this is pretty great. I don't know what everybody was talking about. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, so uh, RIP. <laughs> but uh, in, in any case, uh, look, I think uh, it, it, I got a lot of enjoyment out of that uh, Captain America movie and Fantastic Four. Uh, but the Dolph Lundgren Punisher is not the worst Punisher movie. I, I think Warzone, Warzone is much yeah. worse than that. Like, so much worse. It's hard to watch. Yeah. Wait, is that the one with John Travolta, or am I thinking of a different one? No, you, uh, Thomas James yes. had John Travolta. Wait, no, the John Travolta is not. He's the bad not, guy. Not, by he's the way, if John Travolta yeah. in any part of his career had ever played The Punisher, that would have been the best movie we'd ever seen. I I would have <laughs> yeah, liked Barbarino like Punisher, but I would have settled for... Uh, Pulp Fiction, uh, uh, Punisher, get Shorty maybe, Punisher. maybe Battlefield Earth Punisher. I don't know. There's ah. a lot of options there. Um, Did I just hear you say get get Shorty Punisher? Yeah. Oh my gosh! I didn't even think of get Shorty Punisher. Yeah, <laughs> that one actually might. Seriously, that one actually could work. That, that really would. In that movie that would actually work. Um, yeah, it was a little anyway. dangerous in it. The moral of this story is that uh, even bad movies can be good sometimes, and uh, it depends on when you see them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Michael, I am sorry that they never made uh, a sequel to that Captain America, and you just had to suffer through all that Chris Evans crap. And I'm sorry. I wasn't that expecting that... one. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the Guardians Christmas special just made us happy, and I think that that's what it was designed to do. And very rarely does somebody set out to make an audience happy and uh, succeed. So uh, well done to James Gunn and uh, all involved. Uh, and 
and uh, Palm Clementif, who plays Mantis. Uh, mm. Obviously a great moment for her. And uh, it, whatever they want to do with Mantis after Guardians 3, I'm, I'm on board for it, you know? Yeah. I would maybe, uh, you know, I think there was a point where Alf had a talk show. So if they want to do a Mantis talk show where she hosts a talk show in character, I don't even care who's on it as a guest. I'll I watch see, every episode. I see her being on this team for a while. I see Star Fox joining. I see I see a lot of I, I, see, I don't know. Like, I don't know that they got Star Fox money. You know? How, how I much don't money? Know. I don't I know, know after Don't Worry Darling and My Policeman, I think Harry Styles is a lot more affordable than, one, than, one, than they thought. One of the four of us likes Don't Worry Darling. I loved I didn't it. See it I loved it. But okay. I had a real problem. There was no black men in the movie except in the band. And I had a real problem with that. Oh. Because it was such okay. a multicultural was that, movie. Was it? So okay. Legitimately. So well, look. I mean, uh, that Who's uh, the, the former Mrs. Sudeikis who... Uh, uh, Olivia <laughs> Wilde. Olivia Wilde. Um, it's clearly like... It's, it's like her... It's her version of what a utopia is, I guess. So that tells oh. you a lot about her. What? I'm just saying. Dang. That tells you a lot about he her. Knows he's not in it. Dang. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's definitely not in it. Or uh, that salad dressing. <laughs> yeah, I was... Uh, I, 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 I told Michael... I have that no was, idea what that means. That was the worst movie <laughs> I had seen in the movie theater for a long time. That was one of the worst movies I had seen. And then the next day, I watched Rob Zombie's Monsters, and I it couldn't even compare. You know, that wasn't even really a movie. So Maybe the worst uh, movie ever made. It made uh, me feel a like, lot better about Don't I like Santa anything. Claus and like the aliens better. Oh, you know what? I'm glad you said that. Uh, Santa Claus Carker's the Martians. That's yeah. the movie that Kevin Bacon is watching, which I know that movie from Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's a true holiday classic. And uh, I hope we, <laughs> we all get a chance <laughs> to watch Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Uh, anyway, uh, Kemi Egan wanted to know earlier if the Dolph Lundgren Film Festival broke you. He uh, was surprisingly and... affordable, and uh, and got to meet uh, the the great, uh, also now deceased, uh, Clue Gulliger, who uh, used to frequent the New Beverly Cinema, and they even had a seat dedicated to him. So uh, it, it was it, well, it was a bittersweet night. Now he but it did was uh, he did one of the Project Greenlight movies. Right? Yeah, yeah, his yeah, son yeah, yeah. directed it. And uh, oh, and Kurt Gulliger was not a young man at that point, but he like tore into the crew, you know, oh. for like being disrespectful. And all of a sudden, like the whole place went quiet. And and it's like, give that man credit. He was like defending his son, but really just ripping into everyone for not being professional. So, nice. uh, yes, yeah. so if you don't know Kurt Gulliger, by the way, please do look him up. He was uh, one of those Hollywood greats and definitely a guy that the New Beverly crowd always treated with such respect. Well, speaking of respect, I would like to respect all of your time by uh, not keeping you any longer. Uh, but let's uh, find out where we can keep in touch with everyone. Katie, where can people find you? You can find me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am still on Twitter. I haven't left yet. So I'm going down with the ship. Uh, but you can find me on Instagram, uh, pretty much anywhere at El Sassy Pants, unless it's TikTok. Put a Z at the end instead of an S. <laughs> yeah, there was that like night where everybody on Twitter was like, "Say, like, I don't think we're ever going to see each other again." You know, like it was, it was like the like going uh, away party. I was thinking, but it was really like, "Oh, there's really bad turbulence. I should tell you all my secrets." And then you know, just clicked right back in, and then we we landed, and we've been fine for like weeks since then. 
but, it's always uh, been a cesspool, guys. It's still a cesspool. Yeah, this it's is fine. really no different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael Shirley, yeah. where should people rush to to keep tabs on you and keep in touch with you? Man, my Instagram stories are lit. Uh, and Twitter, I, uh, you find me on Instagram at I hate Michael Shirley, and I've been getting back into Twitter again. Like I think, like Elon's just got me all invigorated. It's like it's all like new again. I've been tweeting on the daily. <laughs> you have been tweeting a lot, and uh, I haven't seen a lot on Twitter from uh, Eric Connor. But if people do want to find you on there, where do they do it? Uh, yeah, I'm still, I don't know, until Elon Musk uh, doesn't make me pay to $9 to verify <laughs> myself. I'm still at Count Eric Connor over on Twitter and Instagram. You can come and say hello, and we'll talk Hi, about Christian. blue orbs and assorted tchotchkes. <laughs> and uh, I have a more festive group than you do, and uh, <laughs> I forgot to get him because of all the technical problems that I thought I resolved, which clearly I didn't. Uh, Katie, but... do you have a Groot? Because I don't. I do not have a Groot. I, I have, have a bunch of other dumb Don't stuff. shame me because I have multiple Groots. They're my children's. <laughs> sure, sure. Got a no, lot, this got is a mine. Lot of... Yeah, this that's Groot, the ticket. This Groot is mine. This is, my kids don't touch him. Never. <laughs> it's got definitely all my orb, though. The, we'll become <laughs> Judah's orb in a few in Hanukkah, but for several weeks. Maybe. As always, uh, follow me at Christian DMZ, Twitter and Instagram, and I haven't signed up for any of the dozens of other apps that people have started, like, squatting names on. Uh, so I really should. Truth uh, Social? But, yeah, like, Mastodon. No, I invested in Truth Social. I, I actually believe I have a parlor account from, like, three years ago. So there's <laughs> Yeah, that. I didn't know what it was, and I just grabbed Michael Shirley. Yeah, I did, I did the same thing. And then uh, uh, let's just say... Having a, a parlor account in December of 2020, yeah, January 6th wasn't even remotely surprising to me what I was seeing on parlor. So I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and sign out now. I, I would argue a next door account is very similar. Oh, like, absolutely. When you have a I, next door account, like, wow, my neighbors yeah. really find lots of ways of not uh, saying someone's race while saying someone's race. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> Katie, I don't know. Uh, I, I got I off think that. that. Next door yeah, makes no, me think no. that uh, the city of Burbank will once just burn down to the ground and it'll be all like an uprising of next door people. <laughs> the, everyone in Burbank with a next door account is Michael Douglas in the movie falling down. You know, it's like <laughs> we're, we're all standing in McDonald's and they're telling us they don't serve breakfast anymore. And <laughs> it goes from there. Uh, in any case, uh, we'll be back at some point. Speaking of uh, Disney plus series, the black cast will have a, an Andor special coming up. So uh, look out for that. And uh, we will see you next time. On the black cast. I want an alien for Christmas this year.
listening to The Bladcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Bladcast. That's B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. You can also subscribe to the audio version wherever podcasts are found. Like The Bladcast on Facebook, follow at Bladcast on Twitter and Instagram, and of course, the man responsible for what you just heard is on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ. I'm Farad Muhammad, and if you want me to voice your podcast intro, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at F-A-R-D-M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D. We will see you next time on The Bladcast. I hope I'm saying this right. The Bladcast. Kevin Bacon, you have to pretend you're an actual hero or else Christmas is doomed. This is our other new member, Wolverine. Hiya, you doll? Want a piece of fruit? Hi, everybody. Goodbye.